Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 334. Today's topic is Food, Farming, and Climate, Part 2. The purpose of the Climate Report is to solve the problem of climate change and the related problem of the decline of biological diversity. The first 333 episodes have led me to conclude that if we want to solve the problem of climate change, food and farming is probably the single most important sector of the economy that must change in order to make that happen. So why is food and farming the most important sector of the economy in order to solve the problem of climate change and the related problem of biodiversity and the related problem of our water cycles? Why? Here are six reasons. The number one reason why food and farming is the most important sector of the economy to address climate change, biodiversity, and water cycles is, number one, food and farming impacts 38% of the land on the earth. There's no other sector of the economy that impacts 38% of the land on earth. The number two reason why food and farming is the most important sector of the economy to look at is that every bite of food makes a difference. So small changes make big differences in this particular arena, more so than transportation or defense or communication or entertainment. All of these other sectors I just named have an important role to play, but it's harder to see how our individual choices make a big difference. The, the number three reason why food and farming is the most important sector of the economy to look at is that food and farming can be made, it can be ecological or it can be anti-ecological. Every acre of ground on which our food is grown can either be ecological or, or anti-ecological. This is a sector which makes a dramatic difference in climate, in biodiversity, in environmental pollution, a dramatic difference for better or for worse. Every plot of land can either be tilled or not tilled. There's a big difference there. Every acre of ground can either be chemical intensive, in other words, lots of toxic chemicals going on it, or it can be free of toxic chemicals. Every acre of ground can either be a monoculture, which is, means one crop as far as the eye can see, or it can be biologically diverse. The number four reason why food and farming is the area that is the most uh, likely to, the, the area of our economy that is most impactful is that food and farming is out of transportation, communication, education, all those other things, uh, including defense, that food and farming is the one that most lends itself to common sense. People understand what you're talking about when you talk about how food is grown and not so much with the other things. It's harder to understand how defense works or how transportation works or communication or education or healthcare. Number five reason why food and farming is the most important sector we need to look at is that food and farming is the area most likely to be somewhat engaging 
and enchanting. Why? Because we evolved to pay close attention to the natural processes that produce our food, whether as hunter-gatherers, as gardeners, as farmers. We evolved to pay close attention to the natural processes that produce our food. So there's a part of us that feels like we have come home when we're in a garden or when we're on a farm, not just any farm, but a farm that is somewhat natural, biologically diverse, etc. And when, when we engage with the land, when we engage with the people who are producing our food, when we engage with the food itself, with the plants and animals that will become our food, it feels good. It feels like we've come home. The number six reason why food and farming is the most important sector for us to look at in terms of solving climate problems, uh, problems with biodiversity, etc., is that food and farming is the area of our economy that can most readily become local. It's harder for our transportation system to be more local because in the foreseeable future we're going to need cars and cars are a non-local phenomenon. Same thing with communication and healthcare and these other areas of the economy that indeed do have a big influence on climate, but yet it's harder to understand how to localize those than it is to understand how to localize our production of food. A, if we had to, big if, but if we had to, we could grow most or all of our food locally within a few years if we had to. So it's easier to imagine how that can become local. So those are the six reasons why food and farming is the most important area of our economy to look at in terms of how it can be brought to bear on solving the problem of climate change and the problem of the loss of biodiversity, which is closely related. So let's try to understand food and farming because it is really the sector of the economy that can make the biggest difference and therefore it's the most logical place to start. First things first. So this is part two of food, farming, and climate. If you didn't get Part one, that's okay. This will all be self-contained and understandable in and of itself. But a quick review of last time. So last time we started off with our understandings. Let's understand a few things. Let's, let's develop a few understandings so as to lay the foundation for what will come next. So as to lay the foundation for what actions we can take. So here are the understandings. Here are the things I would like for you to understand. And why are we doing this? Because it's important to understand food and farming so that we can then understand what is our role in solving the problem of climate change and the very closely related problem of biodiversity. So item number one, understand that much of what we've seen and heard about farming is not healthy. So what have we seen and heard about farming that's not healthy? For one thing, we associate farming with the plow. And yet, the, I mean, the plow goes back thousands of years. 
6,000 years at least, probably closer to 10,000 years. And yet, and the plow is something that we associate with farming, and yet the plow is unnecessary and destructive. So plowing or tillage is not healthy and is not necessary. Next item, chemical fertilizers are not healthy and are not necessary. Let's understand that, that when they talk about, oh, there's a fertilizer shortage on the world markets because of the war in Russia and Ukraine, well, that's a kind of fertilizer that we don't need and should not want. We should want an entirely different system for producing our food. Item C here, uh, under the heading of much of what we've heard and seen about farming is unhealthy, is that pesticides are not healthy and are not necessary. The only reason we have pesticides is because of a very short-sighted understanding of how nature works and also because of TV ads. It's like, oh, you have bugs in your garden. You have to buy this product in order to you know, deal with that problem that you didn't even know you had. Item number 1D is monocultures are unhealthy. What do I mean by monoculture? A monoculture is like corn as far as the eye can see, or soy as far as the eye can see, or pigs as far as the eye can see, except they're indoors, and cows as, as far as the eye can see, and nothing but cows. No crops, no nothing, just cows, and then grain being shipped in from who knows where. That's a monoculture. It's not healthy. Monocultures are not healthy. What is healthy is biologically diverse farms. Item 1D under the things that we associate with farming but are not healthy is, or 1E, is overproduction. We have overproduction. You know, farming, our farmland is being exhausted because of overproduction. Overproduction of corn, overproduction of soy, wheat, rice, cotton, you, uh, even meats such as pork and beef, you, may, uh, you name it, it's being overproduced. And therefore it's exhausting the land and it's driving prices down and it's making farmers go out of business. Item 1F about what's healthy about farming such as it is, is junk food. You know, corn, wheat, soy, rice, all these things are represent massive amounts of junk food. So when you hear about grain prices going up because of the war in Russia and Ukraine, uh, well, we're, that, we're talking about the price of junk food going up. We should not, you know, and that, that affects people, but we should want a different system. I mean, instead of people being dependent upon food aid, and the commodities such as rice and corn that are made available to people who are too poor to afford their own food, they should be allowed and empowered to grow their own food. There is not a country in the world where it's not possible to grow an, enough food, or at least most of it, for that population. This includes Africa, which is a continent, not a country, but Africa has more than enough fertile land to grow its own food, and yet we have been meddling in Africa for time immemorial, and they're simply not being allowed, encouraged, or empowered to grow their own food. That is what we should want. 
instead of just uh, shipping them junk food from who knows where, probably another continent. Item 1G, as far as what's dysfunctional and unhealthy about our current food system, is that much of our farmland is not even used for food. If you think of corn being grown for ethanol, which is fuel, and it's a very wasteful process, it's a very carbon intensive process, that is an example of where land and labor and energy and capital and ingenuity are being used to grow something that is not even food. So when you see on the news about food shortages because of the war in Russia and, and Ukraine, please know that we, if, if we weren't misusing the farmland that we have, we would not be having a conversation about food shortages. You're listening to Forward Radio, 106.5 FM, Louisville. So that was item number one in our understandings to lay the foundation for what will come next. Item number two, please, under, uh, please understand that the federal government is big in the business of incentivizing the wrong practices, such as those listed above. The federal government, please understand, please, please, please understand that the federal government is in the business of incentivizing tillage, chemical fertilizers, pesticides, monocultures, overproduction, junk food, and land being used to not grow food at all, but being used to grow something such as fuel very inefficiently. Item number three, please understand that most crops for human consumption are grown with nitrogen fertilizers. So roll back the clock a hundred years, there, were, there was no such thing as nitrogen fertilizers. It was a, uh, it's a process that was developed by Haber and Bosch in Germany. It's a process for getting the nitrogen from the air and putting it into a form that plants can use. But there are all kinds of problems that go along with nitrogen fertilizers. For one thing, it takes a lot of fossil fuels to make even a little bit of nitrogen fertilizer. For another thing, nitrogen fertilizer causes a lot of water pollution. For another thing, nitrogen fertilizer kills the soil. So please understand that most food is grown with nitrogen fertilizers and nitrogen fertilizers are bad from a climate standpoint, they're bad from a standpoint of water pollution, and they're bad from the standpoint of nutrition. Item number four, please understand that most crops for human consumption are grown with tillage, meaning the plow. The plow destroys the structure and the function of soil. Soil is supposed to act like a sponge. 
That's, that's part of its structure and its function. So the structure and function of soil is such that it is supposed to act like a sponge so as to absorb water and also absorb air. Good soil is not compacted. Good soil has air pockets in it so that it can have a lot of air in there and also so water can flow through the soil. But most crops that are grown for human consumption are grown with tillage, which destroys the function of the soil. Item number five, please understand that healthy soil is teeming with life. Now, agriculture such as it is, so-called conventional agriculture, mainstream agriculture, which has only been around for about 75 years. It's only been around since 1945. Between 1945 and 1960, agriculture was completely transformed such that we have the model that we have now, which involves heavy tillage, heavy use of chemical fertilizers, heavy use of pesticides, and bigger and bigger and bigger farms, and all of which kills the life of the soil. But healthy soil is teeming with life. If we want good foods, we will want to get our food from healthy soil, which is teeming with life. So let's talk for a minute about healthy soil. Healthy soil contains an ecosystem. Under the ground, in the soil, is an ecosystem. In fact, most of the animal, most of the biomass, most of the weight of the animals in the world is underneath the ground. Most of the biomass is plants, but they're mostly above the ground. If you look at, if you take away the plants, and just look at animals, most animal biomass is below the ground, which gives you a sense of how much life exists underneath the ground. If we will respect it, if we will utilize it, if we will partner with the life underneath the ground. But that ecosystem is out of sight, out of mind, because it is underneath the ground. We don't think about it too much, partly because it's down there where we can't see it. We also don't think about it very much because we don't see it on TV, but that's a whole other conversation. But please understand that healthy soil is teeming with life. Item number six, please understand that healthy soil is populated with a soil food web. So a food web is just a collection of food chains, overlapping, interlinked, interconnected food chains. And the soil food web is a system of food chains. The soil food web features, let's rattle off a few names, okay? Bacteria, protozoa, nematodes, earthworms, microarthropods, which means things like insects and spiders and centipedes and pill bugs and the, so, you know, insects and insect-like creatures. So the soil food web, so bacteria are the smallest things in the soil food web, and they are consumed by protozoa. Protozoa from high school biology, that's things like flagellates, which has the tail, or paramecia, which is a ciliate. The cilia are these, you know, thousands of little feet, 
which, with which the paramecium moves around, and then there are also amoeba. So things like amoeba and paramecium and, and uh, flagellates are all uh, protozoa, which is many times bigger than a bacteria. If the bacteria, for it to give you a sense of scale, if a bacteria were the size of a golf ball, which it's not, but if a bacteria were the size of a golf ball, then a protozoa would be about the size of a basketball. So a protozoa is many times bigger than a bacteria. But So the protozoa largely consume the bacteria because it's a soil food web. You have things eating other things. And then the nematodes consume many different things. Some of them consume bacteria, some of them consume protozoa, some of them consume fungi, some of them consume other nematodes. But it's bigger than a protozoa, and it's part of the soil food web. Who knew that all this stuff was down there as part of the soil food web? Fungi are another thing that's down there as part of the soil food web. And when you think of fungi, I think, you know, mushrooms are one example of fungi. And mushrooms kind of look like plants, but fungi are much like animals. They're like plants in that they're relatively immobile, but they're like animals in the sense that they take in carbon dioxide, or they, 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 they take in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. That's what fungi do. So all you have, all of your, all of this is your soil food web, which is to give you an idea of the, of how complex the soil food web is, how interconnected it is, how interrelated it is, how it's a, it's like a system with many, many moving parts. And we kill the entire soil food web when we use chemical fertilizers. We also damage the soil food web when we use pesticides. We also decimate the soil food web when we do tillage. It destroys the structure of the soil and the soil food web cannot operate unless the soil has structure, but we destroy that structure when we use tillage. It is criminal. It is an act of violence, if you ask me in that it violates how nature is supposed to function. It violates how nature wants to function. But we need to understand that underneath the ground is a soil food web that will, that will work wonders for us if we will respect it and nurture it and allow it to operate the way it is supposed to operate. And we need to understand that healthy soil includes not only living things, but entire systems of living things and entire systems of systems of living things. Modern agriculture disregards and disrespects these living things and these systems of living things because it is, why? Because it's not profitable for the big players to focus on the living soil web. There's not very much for them to sell us or to sell farmers if we focus on the soil, the, you know, the, the soil as it's supposed to work. So farmers are trapped in a system they did not create and cannot control. 
It's a system that's not good for farmers, it's not good for consumers, it's not good for the environment, and it's not good for future generations. But it's what we have because a few big companies get to decide public policy and the rest of us have to go with the flow. But we can change the system with every bite we eat. With every bite we take, we can either choose to participate in or not participate in this very destructive mainstream food system that we have. Item number seven, understand that it is possible to have a profitable farm. I did say profitable. It is possible to have a profitable farm without using all these chemicals, without using all these practices like tillage and like chemical fertilizers that destroy the soil. It's possible to have a profitable farming operation where you respect the structure of the soil. It's possible to have a profitable farming operation where you respect the function of the soil and where you respect the life of the soil. But that's not how most farming is done today. I have a couple of minutes left. Let me leave you with something to think about. So for most of this episode, I've been reviewing what is it about the food and farming system that we have today that is fundamentally wrong, is fundamentally dysfunctional. Dysfunctional means it doesn't work. Actually, it does work in some ways because it works to make a few people rich, but it does not work to deliver nutritious food to us, and it does not work for clean water. It does not work for kindness to animals. It does not work for farmers. It does not work for local economies. It does not work to give the consumer power over what we eat and what we buy and what we put into our bodies. It aims to make a profit at the expense of all those things. So we need to think about how, bite by bite, we can have a different food system. And here's what we can do. And we will talk about this more at length next time. Next time we'll, uh, you know, what we can do, item number one, learn how farming works. So we've been doing that on this episode. On YouTube, we can look up people like Gabe Brown and Joel Salatin. S-A-L and Jeff Lawton, S-A-L-A-T-I-N is Joel Salatin, Jeff Lawton, G-E-O-F-F Lawton, L-A-W-T-O-N. So we can not only learn how farming works, but we can also buy locally. We can grow some of our own food. We can learn how the soil works. If you're a homeowner, you can treat the soil with respect by mowing less and growing more. Let things grow. If you're not a homeowner, or even if you are, you can join a community garden. You can get to know gardeners in your area, and you can get to know the native plant enthusiasts in your area. But what we can do is we can engage with the system that delivers our food, and we can even participate in the growing of some of our own food. That's all the time we have. 
I'm really happy that you joined me. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You're listening to Forward Radio, 106.5 FM, Louisville.